The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, into the overreaction Buffalo postgame show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's We Are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online today at Picasso's Pizza. Net. I am the voice of the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter as always at Joe Miller Wired. It's so good to have you. Welcome. Uh, always excited to have you here on this. As uh, as as uh, Karen, I think it was Karen or Tracy or somebody put in there in the chat section already that it's uh, it's Victory Sunday <laughs> and Victory Monday and Victory. It's been a victory two weeks. Uh, so it's been absolutely awesome. This is a recording of a podcast. Welcome to everybody in the live comments section. So good to have you. As I said, uh, you can super chat me. If you want to get my attention, if you've got a question you want to ask me, please jump over to YouTube. If you're watching live right now uh, and super chat me there, it will come up and it'll get my attention. It'll glow on my screen, make things so much simpler for me. But as we always like to say here at the overreaction show, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in or on the drive to work, watching me right now live, let me just say one more time, welcome. It's super good to have all of you. Super quick, special thanks. Shout out to Sterling Furrow, who filled in for me last week. Uh, what's the word? Valiantly, gallantly, gloriously, uh, opportunistically, pick a word, victoriously, all those things. Sterling is the man. He's one of my very good friends, one of my besties. Love him with all my heart and uh, thankful that he was able to jump in and take care of that while my family uh, was in person at the Chiefs game last week watching the Buffalo Bills, our Buffalo Bills, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I had planned, if you did not catch it, there was a post that went out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, a picture of my entire family in Vaughn Miller jerseys in front of the Chiefs stadium, and I have been planning, <laughs> I have been planning that photo op 
for about four months, literally. So the opportunity to actually get that picture taken uh, with my whole entire family wearing jerseys that have our last name on the back of it was uh, a special moment for me. Family had a good time. I'm sure that a lot of you caught uh, the Phoenix show or the Humpty Hotline. So you've heard me talk about it several times as far as just the experience at the game. It was great. The Chiefs fans are always a blast. They're a lot of fun. But uh, so super, super special shout out to Sterling. Make sure you catch all of his programs, especially intentional grounding uh, on Sunday's pregame for Buffalo Bills games. Uh, yeah, but today, you know, today it's funny because I've said to you guys before that if the Bills play in prime time, right? So they play on Thursday night and they win, then like this whole Sunday Monday thing is awesome because we just we just get to consume football for the entire weekend. If they play on Sunday night, similar situation. Like we get all day on Sunday to just consume football and then watch the Bills. Monday, same thing. It's not as great when the Bills don't play at all. It there's a little bit of I don't want to say withdrawals, but it's been it's been a good day. It's been a it's been a red zone channel high today. Uh, but uh, not having the Bills play on Thursday, knowing they're not playing tonight or Monday night, it's a little bit of a bummer. But uh, you know, I spent the entire day watching the red zone channel. It was a lot of fun. And if I had some quick hit thoughts for you guys, this is what I would basically these, this is what I gleaned. From my day of consuming football today. First, the Bucks suck, period. End of story. Tom Brady uh wrecked his marriage uh to come back and basically basically be part of a poorly coached football team. Brees Hall is going to be a problem in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. He's going to be a problem. The Packers are sunk, in my opinion, which is good for us because you know that's our next opponent on Sunday night football. I will be at that game actually with McKenna. McKenna's coming with me. But, uh, you know, and I and I get it. There's an, there's always an opportunity for, you know, for Aaron Rodgers to rebound. But that team is just they're not they're just not good right now. Josh Jacobs would look good, really, really good in a Buffalo Bills uniform. And that's all I got to say about that. You know what? The Broncos are better without Russ. But the QB is not the problem. It's the coaching. Teams would it's weird to me. It's weird to me that there are multiple teams out there with stud players, legitimate superstar players on their football team, and they either are trash on Sundays or they're just inconsistent. When you look at a team like the Browns, right? Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, like they got Amari Cooper, you know, they got, uh, they, they've just got good talent on that football team. The Broncos, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Right, and they've got a good defense. The Raiders, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. The 49ers have an, a stacked team all the way around, except for the most important position, quarterback. The Colts, <laughs> Michael Pittman, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, the Buccaneers, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. It's just unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable the amount of teams that are in the NFL that just cannot put it together. And it comes down to coaching. You know, I know that it's fun to have a conversation around just, you know, well, this team's got a quarterback, this team doesn't, or none of these teams have a quarterback. And it's fun to say that, but at the end of the day, it's coaching, period, end of story. And one of the reasons the Bills are one of the best teams in the NFL, coaching. Got our first super chat from Jessica Tennis. Jessica, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Joe has believed Brees Hall has a torn ACL. This is the first that I've heard of this. So I clearly tweeted when he ripped off that 60 yarder to start the game. I, I tweeted, I tried to find the gift, the gift rather uh, from couples retreat. And I had to post a picture of it because there wasn't, I, of, of, it's, it's odd to me that gifts come through 
And then there's other times where it's just like that of all the gifts missing, why is that one of them? So couples retreat when, uh, when, uh, I can't think of his character when the, the primary character is looking at his friend and he's like, you're a problem. You're a real problem. Like I tried to find that gift. It wasn't there. So I'd post a picture. And then I heard that he went out of the game, uh, with a knee injury, but they didn't necessarily say on any of the red zone channel broadcasts that I was watching. So Jessica, you saying that it's believed to be an ACL is tragic for that young player. Um, absolutely tragic. He is a super, super talent, and it's going to be awesome watching him play. And if he's lost for the season, that's just it's just going to suck. But anyways, season-wise, you know, when you look at these teams that are just bad, coaching is where I'm going to put the blame. Uh, getting back to it, I'm glad we already played the Titans. Very glad. They're beginning to kind of put it together a little bit. Derrick Henry is finding his stride. Uh, you know, you got to wonder after watching today in the last several weeks, you know, are the Buffalo Bills on a collision course for a Super Bowl rematch with the Giants? I mean, are we literally living in this space of redos and karma and kind of like covering up the sins of the past? Is that is that really kind of what's going on when you look at some of the history things and similarities between 20, you know, the, the 90s Bills teams and playoffs you know championship game out in the divisional round blah 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 and then the bills went to the super bowl the third year like there's a lot of just weird things going on you know is this is this the year that we write the wrongs i guess is the question or is this the beginning of the writing of the wrongs i guess we're going to see we're going to find out but it would be wild if somehow we ended up playing the giants i know that's a stretch a daniel jones quarterback football team is not great but saquon barkley man that kid is a lot of fun to watch a lot of fun to watch, but uh, it's clear to me ever more <laughs> than it has been in the past that the shortest Sundays of the year are red zone Sundays. So today just flew by. It's it's funny. You you watch red zone, especially for the first set of games, one o'clock games. And like you look at the TV and one of the games is at like 1247 of the third quarter already. You're like, how in the world is it the third quarter already? Because normally if you watch just one game on CBS or Fox, it's boring. Like you're sitting there on your phone, you're scrolling. Like you're wondering, you're trying to find stuff to do playing video games. But when you're watching Red Zone Channel, man, it flies absolutely. Fly. I should be getting, I should be getting sponsored right now by Red Zone because I've talked about it so much. So we'll stop. But the Buffalo Bills are in first place of the AFC. They are in first place of the AFC East. They were not and could not be unseated. And our season begins. Uh, the rest of our season, I should say, begins tonight. Right now, I know the players are headed back into town. I think Monday or Tuesday. Uh, victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, but uh, but yes. Uh, but before we get into the rest of the show, um, I need to. I probably need to do two things. I need to get in a word from our sponsor, and then I've got a huge announcement. It's huge. It's actually a two-part announcement, but a huge announcement nonetheless. So those of you that were committed to hanging with me during the bye week with no game, no post-game show to talk about, are going to get a special you heard it here first situation but let's first hear from the market dominator hello buffalo football family i am the market dominator john spascheck and i am here as the proud sponsor of the overreaction podcast by my good friend joe miller and one of the reasons why i partner with joe is because of excellence he runs an outstanding podcast and that is exactly our approach in real estate we want to help you win just as our beloved team is out there winning week in and week out. So if you're looking to buy or sell in real estate, please reach out to us directly at 716-570-3298. And we will help you win in this competitive market. Go Bills. 
Go Bills. That is my guy, John Spaz. Check the market dominator and his team. Do me a favor. If you are in the market to buy or sell a home, give John a call. 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. John, that's his cell phone number, and he will answer if you call him. Now, drum roll, please. Not bad. Not a bad drum roll. Not, not the best drum roll, but not a bad drum roll. So the announcement is not about this show. Up, oh, we got another super chat from Jessica Tennis. Jessica, thank you for the second super chat. Uh, Vikings versus Bills teams that lost super <laughs> four Super Bowls. That would be an interesting Super Bowl matchup. To, so one of those two teams that both have four losses, one of them is going to have to win, right? <laughs> That's actually fantastic. I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, it would be a competitive game. We're obviously going to see the the Vikings uh, here in a couple weeks. Um, they got super. They got a ton of talent. Uh, on that football team, that'd be that'd be a fun game. And obviously, yes, somebody would walk away a Super Bowl winner. But uh, before we get to the rest of the show, big announcement, huge announcement. If you are not leaning into your phone or your laptop or your computer, lean in now. If you're if you're listening to the game or the, what the game's about to come on, and you're watching uh, a Carrie Underwood sing the the intro song, which she's doing literally right now, mute it and listen to me first. Part so one A to, to to the two point announcement. One A is this: the John Fina show, the Off Tackle with John Fina show, is officially moving to Tuesdays at nine o'clock. Why? Well, the reason. Well, eight or no nine o'clock. Tuesdays nine o'clock. The reason the reason it's moving to Tuesdays at nine o'clock is because, as those of you that have been watching, uh, we have a problem. We've got trouble with or issues with uh, copyright stuff as it pertains to game film and John breaking down the film. Every time we try to use game film, we get flagged no matter what I do to it. So uh, we've gotten advice, uh, permission, if you will, to use the all 22 film, which is better because it's all end zone shots, which allows you to see really what's going on on the field. Um, so Tuesday, nine o'clock for the off tackle with John Fina show uh, going forward. And this is one B and it's a huge huge b this tuesday our first second is our second tuesday at nine o'clock because we were traveling last week our first official tuesday at nine o'clock we have a very special guest uh we're lining up several guests to be on the show this year uh, i don't want to drop any names uh so i'm just going to give you the first guest guest the guest for this week's episode nine o'clock tuesday the 25th everybody here knows who he is <laughs> Everybody here loves a member of his family. If the if his if his son is the prince of Buffalo, then I think that might make him the king, or maybe his son is the king of Buffalo and he's just dad. I don't know. But this Tuesday, nine o'clock, we have John Fina and myself uh, secured uh, uh, Joel Allen, Josh Allen's father, to be on the show on the Off Tackle with John Fina show. So we are going to be interviewing Joel. Alan on Tuesday, nine o'clock. I'm getting I'm getting the times messed up. It's like I'm wanting to say eight because everything this year has been moved to eight o'clock. And it's like now the Phoenix show is back to nine. It's messing with my brain, bro. I should have wrote it down. I didn't. But we're gonna have we're, we're gonna have Joel Allen uh Tuesday, nine o'clock. So do not miss it. Obviously, you can catch it afterwards, you know, whether on YouTube or in podcast form. But uh, I'll announce it again here at the end of the show for people that come on late. Tell a friend. Tell anybody you can tell. So that's going to be an exciting show. So make sure you tune in Tuesday. Uh, I haven't even made the graphic yet. So you guys are the first ones to know. You get There's benefits to being a fan of the overreaction post-game show. Uh, the last thing that I'm going to say before I get into... No, you know what? I'm going to skip that. So we're just going to jump right into it. And I just, I just feel, I feel the need 
and the vibe to just roll. So the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, are the best team in football. And it's not close. I, I put in my notes, it may not be close. And I've, 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 I've struggled with that phrasing, that wording, since I wrote them. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in football, and it's not close. Yes, I know the Chiefs are out there. Yes, I know the Bengals have the potential and ability to put it together. But even when you talk about what the Buffalo Bills and what Josh Allen has done in Kansas City the last three games in a row, if you I don't have it written down, but if you get a chance, somebody tweeted it out today. Look at Josh Allen's stats in Kansas City the last three games that he's played in that stadium, which is one of the hardest stadiums to play in. You get bu the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen in our stadium, I don't think it's even close. The Bills have blown them out in one of those games. and They've beaten them in another one that came down to the end, and they just lost, right? at the end in the playoff game, which was, you know, probably the biggest game of that team's of that team's that current team's careers. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in football. It's not close. And if you watched football today, I think you're probably like, uh, he's right. No, there was a lot of garbage football on TV today. Uh, in my opinion, if I had to compare them to a team, the, the Buffalo Bills right now, and hopefully for the next couple of years are the new England Patriots of the two thousands. And if you remember, if you go back to what that team was like, the Patriots from like 07, 08 through like, you know, what, 12, 13, 14, when they were at their best, Brady was in his prime. They had Randy Moss. That defense was awesome. The offensive line was great. There were other good teams in the NFL, and it didn't mean that they didn't lose football games. It didn't mean that they won the Super Bowl every year. There were good teams around. But at the end of the day, more times than not, the only team that could beat the Patriots were the Patriots. And that's the world that we're living in currently with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills right now are the best team in football, and the only team that can beat the Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills. We've seen it this year. The Buffalo Bills would be 6-0 and right now had they not made one or two of the six mistakes that they made against the Miami Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills could potentially be Four and two right now had they not overcome the mistakes that they made early in the Ravens game when they were hurting themselves. More times than not, when this team is getting hurt, when this team is getting beat, not more times than not, every time, it's something that they're doing to themselves. It's not something that somebody's doing to them. The Bills right now are the Patriots circa 2009, 2010, whenever that the height of their reign was. That's who the Bills are right now. Yes, I know they've got to win a championship first. But I'm not afraid. I'm willing to go out on a limb and make that statement right now. And I'm going to give you some information to go with it here in a second. But that statement to me isn't, isn't that profound. I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at the comments, but I'm sure that the people are saying stuff in the comments right now about how oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Don't get the card in front of the horse. Blah, 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 blah. Some people are probably agreeing with me. Even knowing that the Dolphins have talent, that the Jets are flying high, no pun intended, although that Brees Hall news is going to sting if it really isn't ACL. And the annoying, obnoxious nephew that are the Patriots are still in our division. I'm just, I'm just not concerned. I, I just, I'm not concerned about anybody in our division, and I'm not really concerned about anybody in the NFL, especially if the road to the Super Bowl goes through Orchard Park. And neither should you. You shouldn't be concerned either. Let's just talk about for a minute, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Vaughn Miller. What they've done so far through six games this season in 2022. And if you extrapolate that and 
projected out for the rest of the season. Now, I know things happen. I know, you know, weather. I know whatever it might be. Stuff happens, and sometimes things don't work out the way that it should. But six games is a good sample size. It's not one game. It's not two games. Six games is a very, very good sample size, especially in a 17-game season. A third of the season is over. Josh Allen right now is throwing at 67% completion percentage. It's like 66.9. He's thrown for 1,980 yards, 17 touchdowns, thrown 17 touchdowns. He's got four interceptions. He's got a 106 quarterback rating. That breaks down to 330 yards per game and basically 2.8 touchdowns per game. If you take those numbers right there and you extrapolate them out over an entire season, you're talking about 5,610 yards passing, 48 touchdowns, right? He's rushed for 257 yards so far this season. That's 43 yards per game. He's got two touchdowns rushing. That's 728 on the season, six touchdowns on the season. If you extrapolate it over 17 games. If Josh Allen finishes the season at 5,610 yards with 48 touchdowns, 67% completions, and a 106 or a 104 or a 110 rating, and then you throw in 700 rushing yards with another six touchdowns, not only is he the MVP, he's pro- that's probably most likely, I didn't check the stats, I didn't check the math. If Chris Jenke was here, he would be able to tell me if I'm right or wrong. That's That would be, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback season ever in NFL history. Yes, I know he's playing 17 games, not 16. He's playing 17 games, not 14. 5,610 yards, 48 touchdowns passing. 700-ish rushing yards, six touchdowns rushing. So 40 or 54 total total touchdowns. It'd be insane. And if Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl, there would be no disputing that he had the greatest single season for a quarterback in the NFL. It would be amazing. It'd be absolutely incredible. Daniel Gowry says, nice take, Joe, but it doesn't exactly sound like an overreaction. Right? When you look, it's because if it was two games, if it was two games, we'd be like, uh, pump the brakes. He played two bad defenses or he played a bad defense and the other team, you know, we got out to a lead. And oh, by the way, Josh Allen hasn't, hasn't played every quarter. <laughs> so there's six games, 24 possible quarters. Josh has played, is it 22 or 21 of them? He hasn't even played full games. <laughs> he hasn't played all the full games, but it doesn't seem like when you take six games and you break those six games down, it's like, oh, we're witnessing something relatively incredible. And it doesn't stop there. Stefan Diggs is having an amazing year. 65 receptions so far for 656 yards, 110 yards per game, 109 yards per game with six touchdowns. You take that basically extrapolated over a 17 game season. It's 184 receptions. Yes, I know Cooper Cup last year at 200, but 184 is otherworldly as well. 1,855 yards, 17 touchdowns on the season. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Vaughn Miller, he's got 12 tackles right now for the season. Six sacks. He's on pace for 17 sacks. This is the one stat for me that I would find hard to extrapolate over the whole season. When I think of Josh Allen and I think of the numbers that he's putting up in this offense with Stephon Diggs, for me, it's like, that's very believable. I think Josh Allen could throw for 5,500, 5,600 yards, 50 touchdowns, rush for 700 yards. I think Stephon Diggs, if Josh does that, 
absolutely could have 180 or 150 receptions and like 15 or 17 touchdowns. Sacks are a different story. Sacks are a lot harder to get. It's it's difficult and challenging to see somebody get 17 sacks. But that's the pace they're on. Blistering. Absolutely blistering. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And when you look at the, the Bills remaining schedule, actually, before I do that, I'm going to do my other read for you real quick. We're going to talk about the new Western New York Beer Trail Pass because there's a new one for 2023. And uh, if you are in Western New York or you come to Western New York, you, you've got to, you've, I can't implore you enough. If you love beer, this, this, the trail pass is something, if you listen to what I'm about to tell you about the trail pass, you're going to realize the benefits that it has. The 2023 pass, trail pass, beer trail pass, is bigger and better than ever. And there's no better time to get ready for next year than right here, right now. The new pass features 53 area breweries, cideries, meteries, and beer bars all over Western New York. Now, here's the thing, and this isn't in the read the way that I'm about to say it. You get two half-price beers at every single one of those. All 53 of them, you get two half-price drinks. While almost every stop offers the two half-price beers with your pass, there are several other offers available from select locations such as discounts on flights, not not airline flights, flights of beers, <laughs> food, and merchandise. You can save over $400 with all the offers in this book. Like a T-Bass field goal, you just can't miss. The 2023 Trail Pass and other beer trail items are available on our website, www.wnybeertrail.com. Just click the Shop tab, and now through November 15th, use the code THEVOICE20 to save on your entire order. This is the perfect way to start your holiday shopping early and even get yourself a little something. We at the Western New York Beer Trail are proud to support everything local, craft beer, small business, and local charities. Watch for our meetups and fundraising events along the along the way. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail. Do me a favor. Please support the sponsors of this show. They keep this thing going. They keep my wife happy and keep me in a position where I can do this for all of you guys. So check out the Beer Trail, www.westernnewyorkbeertrail.com. So let's take a look, and and we're gonna we're gonna end the show. And I know I'm like calling for the end of the show. The show's not gonna end anytime soon. But uh, well, that's not true. It's gonna end soon. But we're gonna, we're, we're gonna finish here. I want to go through and I want to project. I want to look at the Bills' remaining schedule, right? So this this week, and I've got and I've got a schedule record prediction, right? As I'm sure all of you guys do, and you guys can talk in the comments section. Win loss. As I'm looking at the team, or talking about the team a little bit. However you want to talk about it, you can talk about it. Or, you know, if you want to tweet at me, you can tweet at me. I would love to hear just some of your feedback, not only on the, the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Vaughn Miller stats that I gave you, but even I'd love just some feedback on some of these, just some of my takes on the teams that we're going to play. But this week, Sunday night, football, prime time, we're going to be seeing the uh, Green Bay Packers. And of all the – that's the one team – oh, after starting 3-0, oh, yeah, so yeah, so they're 3-4. and four. So the, the Packers started 3-0. and oh, 
and they've now lost four in a row. The wheels have legitimately come off for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. It doesn't mean that they can't be put back on and it can't be fixed. But at one point in the game, Aaron Rodgers mouthed to the sideline, what are we doing? Because they're just not on the same page. They're beating themselves. It's just whatever it is that they're trying to do, it's not working. And you're talking about, again, a team of superstars. Aaron Jones is on that football team. Aaron Rodgers is on that football team, right? Tunyon is not a bad tight end. They've got good players. They just can't put it together. So that this game to me with the Bills coming off of a bye, I forget what McDermott's record is off the bye. I don't remember if he's undefeated or if he's lost one game, but it just doesn't bode well for them in, in front of the Mafia on Sunday night in a crazed house, right? The Bills are 5-1. and one. Bills fans are, you know, starving for football. It's going to be a good football game. I'm excited. Hope to see you there. After that, we are at the Jets. The Jets are now 5-2 and two after beating the Browns, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Packers, and the Broncos. My first note, and again, praying, hoping that it isn't true, my first note is Brees Hall is legit. He also may now have an ACL tear. Zach Wilson is not legit, at least not yet. There's some infighting going on among, uh, in, you know, in the wide, wide receiver ranks. That defense can play well. But when you break apart and you think about what happened, what we saw even in this weekend, the Jets had a very difficult time putting away the Broncos and a backup quarterback. Like that game, the Broncos had a couple chances at the end to tie the game up and send it into overtime, and they couldn't do it. I mean, good on the, good on the Jets for, for holding strong, but the Jets are just not a team that scares me. Even when you look at who they've beaten, the Browns, the Steelers, the Bills throttled the Steelers. Yeah, they beat the Dolphins. The, 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 the woeful Packle, Packers, the reeling Packers, after the Packers, I think, lost to the Giants the week before. Peyton plays with a super chat. Thank you, bro, for being a part of the show. Appreciate you, my man. Justin, JA17, is still on pace. Back to you, Joe. <laughs> so Peyton, Peyton has been throwing at me the, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, the Josh Allen's overall, like, uh, total yardage from total yards from scrimmage thing. And uh, he's given up just because <laughs> they're ridiculous. I mean, if Josh Allen throws for what was it? 50, what was the number? 5,600 yards and rushes for another 700 more, 750. You're talking about 6,300 yards of total offense from your quarterback. It's nuts. While the streams land back to the jets. So the Jets don't scare me. I don't think they should necessarily scare you. Does that mean that the Jets couldn't beat the Bills? No, that's not what that means. Clearly, you know, any team can, you know, lose any given Sunday. It's just kind of one of those things. It's the way things tend to go. After that, we have the Vikings at home. The Vikings are currently 5-1. and one. They've beaten the Packers, the Lions, the Bears, the Saints, and the Dolphins. The Vikings are one of those teams that have always kind of been confusing to me. They've got solid players. They've got talent on that football team. And until this year so far haven't really done a very good job of putting it all together. Now, again, who have the Vikings beaten? The Packers, the Lions, the Bears, the Saints, and the Dolphins with a third-string quarterback, if I'm not mistaken? Not exactly formidable opponents. The Vikings right now, the Giants a little bit too, the Vikings right now are who people have always accused the Bills of be being. Oh, sure, the Bills are 13-3. and three. Sure, the Bills are 12-4. and four. But they haven't beaten anybody. Sure, the Bills are six and one, but they haven't beaten a team with a winning record yet. Obviously, all that has changed this year. But the Vikings are five and one. They look formidable. They got talent on that football team, but 
to say that I'm scared of them or that they somehow scare me is no, they don't, especially not in our home stadium. Week after that, the Browns come to town. The Browns are two and five. They've beaten the Panthers and the Steelers. There's like ringing themes of teams here. <laughs> Steelers being one of them. The Browns are one of those teams that they confuse me. They're, they've got great talent on that football team. David and Joku, I missed him. They've got good players. We're not going to face Deshaun Watson in this game. Maybe they'll be better when he comes, when he get makes it to the team and can actually finally play. But I just, I just can't see us losing to the Joby, Jacoby Brissett and the Browns. Does Nick Chubb concern me? Maybe. Miles Garrett concerns me more than Nick Chubb does. But we've taken care of Aaron Rodgers, and we've already taken care of Derrick Henry and a slew of other running backs. The Browns just don't scare me. And then we got the Lions. We're at the Lions on Thanksgiving. The Lions are one and five. They've beaten one team, the Washington football team, commanders, whatever you want to call them, the Burgundy and Gold team. The Lions have great offensive weapons, but their defense is awful. Atrocious. Absolutely awful. JR with a super chat. JR is uh, giving me the information that I was seeking a minute ago. McDermott is five and oh after the bye. Please, he says carry on jerry jr other thank you so much for being a part of the show appreciate you the lions defense is just straight trash y'all trash it's and it's hard to believe too because they've got such they've got great weapon i know deandre swift is hurt right now but you know amon st brown is is on that team they've got some great weapons jamal williams it's it's i'm i'm and, and Spence blames that he he accuses me of falling in love with them because of hard knocks. Maybe it's true. I'm just getting to the point where I want to see the Lions start to win. I was getting that way with the Browns, and then they went and did the whole Deshaun Watson thing. And now I'm off that wagon totally. Like, yep, don't want to see anything from them. Like at all. At all. So are we talking about the Lions really concerning us on Thanksgiving Day? I don't think so. I don't think so. And then we're at the Patri the pa Patriots, the Patriots. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's me mixing in Pats and Patriots at the same time, which is silliness. We're at the Patriots after the Lions after Thanksgiving. The Patriots are three and three currently. They've beaten the Steelers. <laughs> they've beaten the Lions and they've beaten the Browns. And the funny thing about the, the the Patriots, and I tweeted it out this week, is Patriot fans, Patriot Nation, is like they're losing their minds over the fact that you know they've got they've got Bailey Zappi and they've got Mac Jones, and it's like we've got two amazing quarterbacks. Look at us, two amazing quarterbacks. And I'm reminded of, and I go right back to the if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. And I don't remember who the quote was from, but somebody said somebody that's smart. It might have been Tony Dungy. If you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Patriot fans are literally like in this mysterious make-believe land that somehow, not, not wildest dreams land, they're in make-believe land. That because somehow they found a six-round quarterback a million years ago who ended up being the greatest quarterback of all time that, that somehow this is going to happen again to them. So, so they effectively won the billion-dollar Powerball once 20 years ago They've spent all the money, all the money's gone. So so they whatever however 100 million or 200 million or whatever millions they've won, they've spent it all and their thoughts now are I went in and I bought another Powerball ticket 
and I found one on the ground. So I have two Powerball tickets, and I'm going to win again. <laughs> That's literally the headspace the Patriots are in right now. It's not going to happen. More than likely, neither one of these guys are going to turn. I mean, Mac Jones is a nice player. Bailey Zappi, I don't, I, I mean, can he throw the football? Sure. Is that more than I can say about Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Is, are they both playing better than Russell Wilson? Absolutely. The Denver Broncos got to figure out some way to dump that contract, which is impossible, and get one of the Patriots guys because they're better. Like the backup that played today for the Broncos was better than Russ. Sorry, sidebar, my bad. That doesn't mean getting back to the Patriots that they don't have good players, nice players there. Obviously, they've got Reminder Stevenson, who's really good. They've got a great offensive line. The defense is good. Anytime you're playing a Belichick team, it's going to be good, coached well. Jacoby Myers is coming around, and the Bills always have had trouble with Devontae Parker. They've always had trouble with Devontae Parker. That doesn't mean that Devontae Parker is going to ruin our day. It just wouldn't surprise me if Devontae, there's just something about matchups. Some players play good against certain teams and certain schemes. Devontae has always played well against McDermott teams. Not to hurt us, but he's always gotten his yards. He's gotten his numbers. After the Patriots game, the vets or the vets, the Jets come to Buffalo, meeting number two. We're not going to talk about that one again. And then the Bills host the Dolphins after that. They host the Dolphins in December. Right now, the Dolphins are on TV next to me, playing the Steelers. The Dolphins are currently thir- uh, three and three after starting the season three and zero. Oh, have dropped three in a row. Clearly, there's some quarterback stuff going on there, concussions and all kinds of crazy stuff. The teams they've beaten: the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Bills. But they're going to be in Buffalo in December. The Buffalo Bills, when they played them in Miami in sweltering humidity and heat that Payton knows all about because he lives in Florida. The Buffalo Bills beat the Dolphins in every single stat and category except for the score. That's the only place they didn't beat them. They played with a backup center who has never been a center before. And on three separate occasions, there was a botched snap that caused the Bills points cost the Bills points. And that doesn't include missed field goal and some other things that happened that the Bills get the, the skip pass to Isaiah McKenzie. The Bills had more than one, more than two, more than three, more than five. They had six opportunities to win that football game and just couldn't stop beating themselves. They held Waddle and Hill in check with two rookie corners. One, I believe, isn't that, that if I'm not mistaken, is a game that Christian Benford went out in, broke his hand in. And at the end of the day, Tua Tungabailoa just does not in, instill fear in me when I watch. Is he efficient? Sure. Does he throw short passes that are accurate? Sure. You can't see over the offensive line. The the, the prayer that they have is to to hit their guys short, Waddle and Hill, hit him and 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 hope and pray for Yak. Right. That's the game plan. I just can't see the Bills losing that football game. Could be wrong. I can't see it. Then the Buffalo Bills on Christmas Eve are at Chicago. Is anybody picking this as a loss for the Bills? I'm getting a little bit arrogant now because the teams that we're playing are trash. I don't I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even sure what we would talk about about this game. This is one of those games that if you're gonna if you have to miss a game, this is the one you miss, right? But Joe, the Bills lost to the Jaguars last year. That was last year. That is not this Bills team. This team is totally different than they were last year. 
The only way that I can see the Buffalo Bills losing against the Bears in Chicago on Christmas Eve is if the Bills have already uh, maintained or gained the seeding that they need. Maintained. It isn't maintained. If they've gained one, uh, secured the seeding that they need to be the number one seed through the playoffs, and they play the starters for a half or something like that. But then even, even when I say that, the Bills have some have, have the it's the roster depth. The, the Bills have the one of the best rosters in football, if not the best, to the point of Case Keenum is no slouch. Case Keenum has won football games in this league. Our wide rec- our backup wide receivers are good, our backup offensive linemen are good, our backup defensive players are good. I said the story to a, on a couple of the different shows that I've been on in the last week. I'm sitting in the Kansas, I'm sitting in the in, in Arrowhead Stadium, and and Spencer Brown gets hurt, right? He goes down and and they were gonna cart him off, but he walks off. And the dude, the Chiefs fan next to me, sitting next to me, is like, Well, that can't be good. That's like your starting right tackle, right? I was like, Yeah, but it's okay. He goes, How can it be okay? And I'm like, Well, our backup is the former starting right tackle for the Titans. And he was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And that's just how this team is. They just roll guys. Just roll guys. So the only way that I can see the Bills losing this football game is if they have secured seeding and they play, they don't play their starters all the way through or at all, or it's a trap game. If people, I know people, some people believe in trap games. Some people don't believe in trap games. And by trap game, trap game, I just mean the Bills are at this point I don't even know what what is there two games left? There's two games left. Yeah. So the Bills, let's call it they're 13 and two, right? And it's like, oh, we got to play on Christmas Eve. Thinking about the holidays. I'm we're not going to get in until two or three o'clock in the morning. My kids are going to be up early for Christmas for Christmas tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Like, right. And they're just off a little bit. That's the only way I can see it. I see no path to the Bears beating the Bills on Christmas Eve. And then probably the hardest game that we have on our schedule in the next 11 games, the Bills are at Cincinnati. And I don't even know what to make of Cincinnati. Cincinnati's four and three. They've beaten the Jets, the Dolphins, the Saints, and the Falcons. Not exactly great teams that they've beaten. They're clearly living through or going through a Super Bowl hangover, which some people believe in again, and some people don't. I don't know what to tell you if I believe in it or not. They've got weapons all over the field, right? I mean, uh, two of their guys, uh, 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 two of their guys today had 100 yards. So uh, Jamar Chase had 100 yards today, uh, and then the, the, like the third receiver had 80 yards today. Like they got everybody involved. Joe Mixon had a decent day today. T Higgins, right? Is it Tyler Higby? My brain's not working. I'm distracted because there's I got family upstairs and <laughs> they're loud. It's coming through my microphone. It's distracting me a little bit, but you got weapons all over the field and a solid QB. It's you. It's hard to argue with Joe Burrow. Defense might be a little suspect. At the end of the day, for the for the Bengals, coaching is the issue. We talked a little bit ago about teams that have great players and just crappy coaches, and I'm just not a believer in Zach Taylor. Not at all. You got to hope at this point in time that the number one seed is wrapped up, right? And if it's not wrapped up, we're not going to be too far out of it. It's probably going to come down to that Patriots game at the end of the season. Patriots in Buffalo, last game of the season. And we know what happened the last two times the Patriots were in Buffalo in the cold. I think the words no punt come to mind. 
Well, sure, you're saying they're not going to punt again? No, I'm not saying that. But this is also right now, I think, the team that's punted the least in the NFL, which is crazy. So for me, I've got the Buffalo Bills finishing 15-2. and The number one seed in the AFC, road to the Super Bowl, goes through Orchard Park. In the cold, with the Mafia, Josh Allen is the league MVP for 2022. And then we're, you know, all bets are off. Then it's a new season. We're going to find out where this whole thing is going to take us. Once you enter the playoffs, it's one and done. You either you either do what you got to do and you take care of business or you don't. And the good news is, is I believe that this is exactly the team that we need and the team that we want. They're going to handle their business, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to handle their business. Appreciate all you guys. I'm going to let you guys out of here a little bit early for this show. Before I go and I let you go, I'm going to make the announcement one more time for the people that were not here in the beginning. So announcement, second announcement for this episode. If you're listening in podcast form, you can turn it off now because you've already heard this part. For those of you that are fans that were not here at the beginning of the show, that are fans of the Off Tackle with John Fina show, I have two announcements for it. First announcement is this. It is officially moving to Tuesdays. It's going to be on Tuesdays at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live. The reason is because uh, we have trouble using video, the NFL film, right, to do the breakdowns with FINA. So we keep getting flagged and, like, copyright copyright warnings and all kinds of crazy stuff. We've gotten permission to use the All-22 All film. However, the All-22 film doesn't show up until Tuesday, so I can't pull the film down until Tuesday. So for, from now on, going forward, the Off Tackle with John Fina show is going to be on Tuesdays, 9 p.m., and we're going to resume the film breakdown, breakdowns with John Fina, which I'm really excited about. And I'm excited about the angles. The end zone angles are always way better. So the show is going to be better. Uh, we're, it's not going to be, you know, uh, competing with Monday Night Football, which I'm excited about that as well. Uh, I know that Rumblings and Jay Spence are going to work hard to get another show in the Monday Night slot. But for now, for us, we're moving to Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Second part of the announcement for the Off Tackle with John Fina show. We have a huge guest this week, the 25th, live at 9 o'clock on Tuesday. John Feed and myself will be interviewing, have the luxury pleasure, I'm excited to say it, we're going to be interviewing Joel Allen, Josh Allen's dad, legitimately on Tuesday, 9 o'clock. So you are going to want to make sure that you put something in your calendar, you remind yourself, whatever you got to do, be there or be square, 9 o'clock Tuesday night, this Tuesday, the 25th. Joel Allen is going to be on the off tackle with John Phoenix show. And we're going to, get to ask him a lot of fun questions just about Josh and who knows where that conversation is going to take us. But if you know, John, like I know, John, <laughs> there's going to be some laughs and everything I've heard about Joel is he is a lot of fun. He is a ton of fun. So ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the overreaction post game show brought to you by the market dominator on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network. So good to have you. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Make sure you tune in next week. It's going to be late, y'all. So the overreaction postgame show is going to happen after the Packers game, Sunday Night Football. I got to get home from the game. I got to put my notes together. So it's going to happen late. So if you are a night owl, come hang with me. If not, catch it on the rebound on Monday or catch it in podcast form. But there will be, will be a show hosted by me Sunday night at Monday morning after the Packers game. Can't wait to see you guys. Uh, so 
No show tomorrow, so there's nothing on Rumblings tomorrow. So the FINA show again is Tuesday. Code of Conduct, 8 o'clock. Stacked show, FINA at 9 o'clock. Wednesday, Humpty Hotline. Thursday, Buffalo Nerd. Friday, Food for Thought. And then uh, there's some new stuff coming too. So there's some stuff coming for Saturday. We got, we got We're working on some new shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys. I love you. Thankful for everybody at uh, Buffalo Rumblings. Thankful, thankful for all of y'all. Uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Go Bills. 